millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But the attempted ball back is going to be picked off by Clark Harris. He's up against Dejosh Larger as Peterborough come forward. Schmodick's into the penalty area and he's finished it as well. Schmodick's with two, both as a result of poor touches from Chop. A chance of deserved at least a point here. Can they get one? Shinny with the free kick. Sends it into the penalty area. So, headed away by Thompson. That's the last opportunity of the game. And Charlton, having taken the lead in the first half with a Connor Washington penalty on 13 minutes. And at that point, largely good value for that lead into the second half. And even up to the hour mark, it looked like it had to be a mistake that allowed Peterborough back into it and that's what happened not just once but twice on 65 and 78 minutes respectively and Schmodix was the beneficiary of both So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me on the pod this week to look back at the defeat against Peterborough at London Road and ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with Swindon Town. First up, we've got Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Luke? Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Thank you. Are you? Yeah, not too bad. How are you uh, feeling after the, the game in midweek? Uh, a bit disappointed, really. I think it was... a. Uh... A decent performance up to a certain. It was a difficult, difficult game, wasn't it, with the conditions? Mm, but um, yeah. yeah, a real, a real shame to be to be ahead for such a long time, and then for it to just sort of fall apart so quickly. But yeah, we, yourself, we move on. Uh, shoot yourself in the foot twice. Unfortunately, that's what's happened. Also joining us on the pod uh, to discuss uh, the two games we will be chatting about, Mr. Benji Cloak. Hey, Ben. Yes, Louis. Not bad, thank you. Yeah, was, uh, are you over Tuesday yet? Looking forward to Saturday. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Just disappointing, as Louis said. As Lewis said, frustrating as a, as I think we were probably the better team. Obviously, two sloppy mistakes, but as Jason Pierce says, we go again. Certainly do, and Jason Pierce, I imagine, will be one player who gets discussed uh, more than most. Uh, unfortunately, uh, on this evening's show, because he was uh, part of the mistake that led to the uh, the first goal for Peterborough, we just heard like the the end of the commentary there from from Tell uh, Lewis, and and you can hear the frustration. But you know, he sums, and you summed up very similarly. Like we, 
I'm, I'm not panicking too much in terms of the performance I saw on Tuesday because I still thought we looked more cohesive. You know, that was a problem we had a couple of weeks ago. We looked a bit all over the place, but we looked more solid. Um, probably played quite well for the first hour and then just absolutely shot ourselves in the foot with defensive errors, which unfortunately have been something we've got quite used to over the last few weeks. Yeah, and it's it's really disappointing because, as you say there, I thought up until those two mistakes, the game wasn't, you know, it wasn't the most attractive game of football, don't get me wrong, but we held our own against a strong Peterborough side. We, we dealt with the pitch conditions well. I mean, that was some of the most difficult conditions I've, I've seen, you know, it, it looked horrendous, but we coped with it. We adapted. Um, we played sort of that sort of nasty, you know, that it was a bit anti-football almost. It was it was that nasty, gritty game we had to play on there, you know, sort of frustrate them a little bit because they're so lethal going forward. That front three of, of Schmodix, Dembele and uh, Clark Harris, we kind of kept them out of the game up until those two mistakes. And then when you when you shoot yourself in the foot not once but twice against you know strikers of the quality of Johnson Clark Harris and and players of the quality of Sammy Schmodix then ultimately you are going to get punished and it's just frustrating for me that these mistakes seem to happen more frequently when we've got two center halves you know two experienced center halves in the team together i thought deji um really sort of you know he really upped his game at the weekend uh, filling in, in in difficult circumstances with with no real defensive backup behind him um but he he did that role well and we we got the point again in quite a scrappy game you'd only think that that would improve bringing Piercy in as well um but there just seems to be a couple of communication errors and and as Bo said in his post match you can't you can't coach that you know like you can the players did everything and they gave everything you know i thought it was a a really battling performance but you you gift two goals away like that and ultimately you are going to get punished if you make those mistakes but we can't dwell on it for too long you know the the league is is congested we've got to pick ourselves up pretty quickly and and go again on saturday but yeah we'll be disappointed especially after a, a result on saturday that i thought would maybe spur us on a little bit but at least the performance levels were there and that's the positive that we can take from tuesday yeah certainly there certainly are positives and like i said earlier i'm, I'm not panicking as much as perhaps I would have a few weeks ago with some of the the the, the performances we're, we're putting in you know and, and, and I feel like we're still sort of in in the traveling in the direction we need to but obviously cutting out mistakes is something that we that we have to do we didn't see too many of them against Bristol Rovers which is why we came away with a, a first clean sheet in nine um but I mean the the the, the equalizer for Peterborough on 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 Tuesday evening, Benji, it was it was basic stuff, really, wasn't it? It was a long ball over the top, and it's never a good thing when you see your two centre halves challenging for the same one. Now, looking back at it, you know, I'm guessing you're saying it's probably Deji's man, but there has to be communication between the two of them anyway. Um, in which case, you know, Pierce shouldn't go over to it, but then definitely he has to uh, between the two of them. One at least one of them has to win that header. Um, otherwise, then we we were really just chasing a shadow, trying to get back onto to Smodix there, and he had the the most simple of finishes. It's fairly basic stuff, Ben. It is, and that's why it's massively disappointing for someone like Lee Bowyer managing that side. That's just something you can't you can't coach like. These players are experienced players. They know not to let that ball bounce. And it's just simple communication error of the way that they've scored. And we know these two players are, well, and Dembele, but they're up there with the best in the league. So you need to be switched on the whole game. No matter how well we've done up to that point, 
It was all gone out the window when you make one simple mistake like that by either Deji saying mine or Pierce saying mine. And, and there you go. Simple punish for it. And obviously we got punished for it again later on. But hugely frustrating, um, especially, as I said, for Boya, because I think the the rest of the game, we done well. We dug deep. We we dealt with the threat of um, of them three up front. And, uh, yeah, it was frustrating. And, and I said on Sunday, I, I personally would have kept with the same back four that kept the clean sheet against Bristol Rovers because... Believe it or not, that was our first clean sheet in nine games before that. And I just felt the confidence that they brought from that on on Saturday against Bristol, whether it be Bristol, and um, of course you're going into a harder game like Peterborough, but it's just the communication that was dealt with and the way they, they defended against Bristol. I just felt, keep with that, keep that going, um, and maybe save Jason Pierce for a for the Swindon game when he's maybe a bit more fit but there you go one of those things but we we move on and take confidence from a, a decent overall performance and just try and wipe out the mistakes mm, yeah obviously the, the second goal coming from Andrew Shinney slip that uh, gifted it to uh, Clark Harrison he played through Sammy Smodix it started so well for us actually Lewis you know we got we got into that early lead uh, I think it was a clear foul on, on, on Jason Pierce. His shirt was being pulled inside the area. Uh, Connor Washington, of course, living up to uh, the gag writer's dreams of scoring uh, again in the week that something important was happening in uh, in American politics. Cheers, Connor. Um, and uh, yeah, we I thought we looked good value for it. You know, we look we looked comfortable. Had a couple of chances, you know, a couple of balls. I think one from Bogle went across the face. Uh, started the second half, we saw one from Smith again across the face of goal. And we saw that massive chance for Gunter where he could have made it 2-0 barely, barely a minute before they equalised. So, you know, it, it was tight and we, it wasn't far away other than that last 20 minutes with those two mistakes from being actually a very good away performance. And that's what Lee will have to take now into in, into Saturday ensure the players understand that they're on this upward upward trajectory now that we've seen the last few weeks you know we, we've hopefully put some of the worst performances behind us we are going to lose games between now and the end of the season even if we play well that's just the way football goes unfortunately and just hope this will be one of those and not a return to you know a, a lack of confidence in the poor form we saw a couple of weeks ago yeah exactly I mean if you compare uh, the defeat on Tuesday to the one at, uh, that we had at home to Accrington Stanley a couple of weeks ago. You know, the the performances are like polar opposites. You know, I thought that we ultimately, we, we looked much better. We looked more comfortable. We had to adapt because of the conditions on the pitch. It wasn't a great game. I think if that was played at the Valley or, or on a, a better pitch at London Road, then it would have been quite an exciting game because it's two attacking sides that, that would have, you know, really contested. But ultimately... It was scrappy, but we showed that we've got that side about us. And I thought that we, we, you know, carried ourselves well, especially in the first half. And like you say there, even all the way up to that chance for Gunter, I mean, it's a, it's a real kick in the, in the nuts, isn't it? That he didn't put that away. But I think if he'd, if he'd have put that away, I'd say the game's dead and buried, but it just seems to be typical, you know, our luck at the moment that, you know, barely, as you say, a minute after that, they go up the other end and you have that miscommunication between Deji and Piercy and it's one all. And then that sort of gives Peterborough a bit of fire in their bellies, which I thought was lacking up to that point, apart from a few maybe flash chances for, for Clark Harris and Dembele. And then, you know, then they become in the ascendancy and, and we look a little bit not for confidence. You know, when we brought Chucks and Ronnie on, obviously, to try and get that second goal, 
But I think once Peterborough worked out, you know, after they got that goal, they they got a little bit of a boost and they were in the ascendancy and they punished us again from that slip from from Andrew Shinney, which again it, it's unfortunate. It's you know it's a mistake that you can't really iron out. You know, a slip's a slip. Maybe he had a little bit thought he had more time on the ball than he did and panicked and and went over, but. Either way, you you can dwell on the mistakes. They've happened now. And, and the most important thing is is what we do to iron those mistakes out of our game. And we've said all season so far, well, for the majority of the season, that lacking the, the centre-half pairing of, of uh, Akin Famewo and, and Ryan Innes has been our Achilles heel at the moment. And I don't think we can disagree with that. You know, getting those guys back is going to be huge for us. And hopefully that's going to be something that can happen in the in the not-too-distant future. But until then... We have what we have in terms of reinforcements defensively, and we're going to have to work with that. And we're going to have to keep, you know, building up partnerships between Deji and PSC. We're going to have to try and get that back four communicating better because ultimately that's the tool that we have at the moment. Unless we're going to bring somebody in, uh, you know, in the next week or so that's going to back up those reinforcements. But until then, we we have to work harder um, as a back four and, and get the communication better because there are far too many mistakes to count especially in the last couple of months when we've been on a bit of a barren run ourselves you know I think that we have to iron these creases out of our game because they're costing us points but that's that's down to Boya to do you know he, he's got the tools that he has to work with and it's down to him to to get a tune out of that defense yeah, certainly is. I, I guess, Ben, when, when you look at the overall performance against the side, the quality of which Peterborough have, you know, again, you take that as a positive. I mean, we've gone fairly toe-to-toe with a side that's going to be up there top six, certainly, at the at the end of the season. You take that as a positive, especially on that. I mean, I'm not going to blame the pitch at all, but it was a difficult one, a difficult surface that both sides had to had to, had to work with there. They had a burst pipe at, at Peterborough a few weeks before Christmas, I think. Uh, and that appears to have affected the pitch quite badly. Um, so yeah, when, when you put it into the context of, you know, playing a, playing another team that you're hoping to be in the top six, overall, you, you, like I say, I, I, I imagine more people came away from, from that feeling a bit more confident than they did perhaps after we got beaten quite heavily by, by Accrington or Hull. Yeah, I agree. I think, well, if you look back at our season so far, We've gone to Ipswich, another promotion hopeful, and beat them uh, 2-0, kept a clean sheet. And we beat Portsmouth away 2-0 and kept a clean sheet there. Okay, we in recent weeks, we lost to Hull away and that was a disappointing performance, but it was a positive performance. There were chances there where we should have, uh, I think it was doubled our lead uh, when it was a lovely play by Connor and he put through Paul Smith and he was caught into Minds. I'm, I'm not sure why, because he was in a good position to shoot. And uh, unfortunately, I, I don't know what he did. He kind of half crossed it and it, it went out. So there were chances there. We were making good chances. But as you said, it, it was a scrappy game because of the pitch. I don't think we could play our, our, our passing game that we have done recently where we've scored from. But I felt uh, at times we looked good. I thought Miller looked good again. Um, Martson tried a few good runs and he tried an early shot, which was positive. Um, but yeah, overall, it, it was a scrappy game, but one we were on top of until until that mistake. So it's definitely a positive we can take. And hopefully on Saturday, I mean, the likes of Chucks can start. I'd, I'd like to see Ronnie start as well. And we can um, have that flexibility a bit more and playing on a better pitch definitely <laughs> helps as well. 
Yeah, hopefully it will. Right, let's have a listen to what Lee Bowyer made of the performance uh, over at Peterborough. Then I asked the Addicts boss for his thoughts on the game after the full-time whistle. It was a horrible game to watch. Conditions were horrendous. Pitch not playable. Very scrappy. Became a bit of a battle. Um, and a battle that I thought we was on top. I thought we was on top. We competed well. And, and again, mistakes. <laughs> mistakes. And uh, losing full control. Full control, like winding up. Uh, everything they threw at us, we we done well for the first 45 minutes. Back four, solid. Anything they 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 had any attempts was from distance and didn't trouble Ben at all. Um, so yeah, it was in full control until again uh, a simple punt down the middle of the pitch. Fella runs through and as a one on one. It's not good enough, is it really? Like I don't know what more I can say about it. But what I will say is that the players they give me everything. I just walked round after the game and shook everyone's hand and said, Look, as a manager, what why is, is important to me is that they just give me a hundred percent. They work their socks off, they compete. Obviously, I want us to play well, and um, today was not that day, not, not, not on that pitch. But I think Saturday just gone, Bristol Rovers was the same. Like they worked hard, they gave everything, they moved the ball well, created a lot of chances. Today, they gave everything, but basic mistakes, basic mistakes, easily avoided. Me as the manager, you can't, you can't legislate for that. You know, like I can't. We, we've been watching videos, showing them like stay high, stay high, be on the front foot, win your headers, compete. Um, our shape, our possession, we allowed the right centre half to have it, so then he's the one stepping in, and then he's just going to try and hit the striker, and we've got two centre halves against one striker who's a very, very physical striker. In the first 45 minutes, I think we dealt with everything right up until the goal. That's why they, they, they changed shape, but it wasn't the shape that hurts. It was just something basic. Just a long punch straight through the middle of the pitch. Mix up with the two centre-halves and then they have a fella running through. So, Jacko obviously showing them clips. Jacko works with the back four. He works hard with the back four. Showing them clips after clips after clips and we've been Jacko just said after the game there that you have to walk the walk not just talk the talk because when you show clips which we've been doing and you work on the training pitch and you show them then, then they have to then make it happen on, on, on a match day um, but they're things that we can't control unfortunately we can't control that we can put them in the right place. It comes down to individual decisions. Um, but taking the couple of mistakes that, that they scored from, I thought we were very good. 
Very good. Full control of the game. Full control. So, very disappointing. Very. Swings it towards the far post. Innis jumps, heads down. Bogle touchdown. Brown smacks it in. And Charlotte take the lead. That's a really well-worked corner. Innis with the head down. Bogle touches it. And Darren Prattley, the substitute, just smacks it into the roof of the net. Just say to Ethan behind. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. We're looking at the uh, defeat at Peterborough. Uh, unfortunately, we just heard from the Addicts boss, Lee Bowyer there. Um, yeah, you could hear his frustration, Lou, uh, Lewis, and, and you can understand because you, you must be tearing your hair out when you're the manager and you've got them into a shape. You found you found them you know, looking a bit more solid again. And all of a sudden, your centre-halves make a mistake like that. And then Andrew Shinney, who's been desperate to get back into the team, slips over on the, the muddy pitch as well. He must be so frustrating for Bo. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, you, like you said there, and, and he said in his post-match, that as a manager, you can get him in the system and you can only do so much. But you, you can't you can't coach those mistakes out of people. And, and you can't really... Sometimes if the, if the luck's against you, you, you can't really help that. And... With Shinny, that's an unfortunate slip, isn't it? I I don't really know if that's as much a mistake as it as it is just unfortunate. But definitely with with Deji and Piercy, you know, you, you're expecting them to do better there. One of them to go go for the ball and and win, try and win the header, and the other one to to keep company with Sammy Schmodix to make sure he doesn't make that run in. But ultimately, they both both go for the ball and they go clean through. And like Bo says, you you can't. You can't sort of account for that. You get them in a shape, which and that shape I thought was working well up until until they scored. I thought that Prattley coming back in and and playing at, in the midfield in front of the back four, I thought he had a decent game. Prattley, I thought he it was like the Prattley of old. You know, he'd come under a bit of criticism recently playing in the back four. So to see him back in a more comfortable position for him, I thought he did well. I thought he frustrated Peterborough's key players in the middle. You know. He, Gave away some silly fouls to break up play, but sometimes you need that, especially in a scrappy game like that. And the system was working, and it's two mistakes, isn't it? You, you take those two things out of it, and we're coming away with an incredibly impressive point against a good side. But we we can't dwell. We do have to move on, and we're going to need a big performance again Saturday because the last time we went to Swindon, we we weren't that great. So to have them at home, and as Benji says, playing playing at the Valley on on better pitch conditions where we can play our game. Um, your Chucks is ever so slightly rested as well, so he might be able to get some to get some game time from the off. Uh, there's positives, and I think that, as you've said earlier, and we've touched on, the, the performance itself was a positive if you take away the mistakes, and we need to use that positivity going into Saturday to try and get the win at home and then try and build a run. And as, as Bo says, we, we've got to try and build a run now if we're going to try and catch up with the the pack that especially the autos you know they're they're quite away clear now and we've kind of played a few more games I think from memory I think maybe some teams in that top six have got two games in hand over us so 
we can't control that, but we just need to try and keep winning the games ahead of us. Right, let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails that have come in then since the game against Peterborough. Some of them looking ahead, of course, to uh, Swindon as well. Right, Steve Richards says it was a miserable game and result against Peterborough. They have the clear advantage of being used to playing on a cabbage patch every other week, uh, but disappointing to see both mistakes punished clinically uh, by goals. The main disappointment was the lack of chances created once we went behind. The subs made no real difference. Uh, the only plus side is we don't have to watch half of our games being played on a ploughed field. Yeah, I yeah, the pitch obviously coming up there, but uh, agrees certainly with Steve about the, uh, the the subs didn't really make a difference. You expect a bit more actually from Chooks and, uh, and and the likes of Ronnie coming on, but it, it wasn't really their game and, and Peterborough saw it out quite comfortably uh, in the end. Right, Phil uh, says, hi guys, yet another disappointing result, although the performance wasn't that bad. Uh, looked the better side for the majority of the game, but another defensive error almost identical to the first goal against Aquinton. Uh, would I suggest indicate that Pearson or Shalaja don't have the best understanding at centre-half, both left uh, the first ball to bounce and then both attacking the bouncing ball and effectively taking each other out. Phil, after the solid performance on Saturday, we should have left the back four uh, as was and had Pierce on the bench. Yeah, I certainly agree with that. La- that lack of communication probably doesn't help when we've had to change the uh, the defence so much. Uh, Phil carries on. Also noticeable that we lost a bit of bite in midfield when Jake was substituted. Prattley kept going, but we need two players attacking and winning the ball in midfield. Had Gunter jumped to get over the ball for the chance that fell his way, we would have come away with all three points as their attack as a result directly from that chance gave them the momentum and took the game away from us we must get these decisions right for the rest of the season otherwise we will end up mid-table and we have certainly got a squad together albeit under difficult circumstances worthy of challenging for any position in the top six that's from mr phil cheers for that uh phil uh right mike says salary cap woes and we're gonna we're gonna talk about the uh transfer window in the moment uh, here from Lee Bayer on that uh, but Mike says uh, just a thought I hate this salary cap I get tired of supporters moaning that our players make errors let's face it if we are only allowed lower cost hence lower quality players because of the cap we will see mistakes if the players we have don't make any mistakes they'll go up the leagues almost instantly looking for more wages with the cap we will see mistakes no point moaning or crucifying players as that just downs confidence just just how good the players we have are are available uh, uh, are for us. Uh, I think that as supporters, we have to accept an amount of mistakes while the cap exists and look for ways to get over the inevitable cock-ups. Rant over. That's from... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mike. 
Uh, that's from Mike Harrington. Mike Bramley says, on Saturday, we've got to get back to winning ways as soon as possible, Louis. Uh, Chucks must make a start on Saturday. We must be positive. I know the pitch was bad the other night, but some of our players looked like they were running in treacle. Uh, love the result, by the way. Whatever the result, you can always rely uh, on you guys to make us laugh. Love the show. That's from Mike. Cheers for that. Uh, Mike, uh, last email. So this one's from Steve, and I'm going to share the picture on, uh, on the Charlton Live Twitter because uh, it's a good bit of work here from Steve. It says, hi, Charlton Live. Sorry to waste your time. Oh, Steve, we we waste everyone else's time all the time, so you're more than welcome. Uh, but I have attached a picture of a garden statue uh, that I got as a Christmas present. It was blank, of course, so during lockdown, I've decided to give him a quick lick of paint. What do you think? Uh, yeah, and, uh, um, Steve's uh, painted this in a full Charlton kit, which is very nice, and a couple of extra touches as well. Um, I've added a couple of little nods to our saviour, as you can see, uh, and I've made him number 29. So, yeah, he's got a Danish flag on his shorts and uh, Thomas Sangar's initials on a football as well. So, excellent work there uh, from Steve. As Roddy Swartz is our last signing, that's why he's number 29. Uh, I was going to make him a defender, seeing as most of them are playing like statues at the moment. Uh, only joking. Really enjoy Charlton Live. Win, lose or draw, I get no greater pleasure than supporting our great club. That's from Steve Hearn, and I'll share that picture on the, uh, the Charlton Twitter after the show. Uh, you, you'll, you'll be able to see it now by the time this has gone out. Yeah, cheers for that, Steve. Excellent work. A couple of tweets as well uh, before we turn our attention to the transfer window. Uh, Craig says, I thought Prattley pretty much ran the game on Tuesday. Keeping him in the midfield would excuse selecting Pierce again. Uh, three stinkers in a row. Overall, not a bad performance. Certainly didn't deserve to lose. Posh dominating the last 20 with a sign of a Cholton low on confidence. Uh, Man in Pants says, my lucky pants resembled the pitch by the 90th minute. In fact, the only place more toxic than my undies is the hashtag CAFC after a loss. We have to remember our friends at Wigan and be glad of the Danish medical musician. Uh, keep building. We're still a club. Um, ben Carter says uh, Jason Pierce needs a coat and a clipboard as soon as possible. One season too many for him, I'm afraid. Similar uh, message there from Redmond who says, Pierce, it's time to hang it up. Uh, cost us too many goals since returning. I think we're unlucky, but Gunter has to score and it's game over. We go again uh, up the Reds. And Michael says, two mistakes cost us against the team. A lot of us thought we'd get done by it. Disappointing, but there were some encouraging signs of Bowyer Ball. Uh, looking forward to Swindon for some reason. Probably get done again. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the sentiment, a lot of the tweets tonight about, you know, we, we, weren't, we're not, we weren't that far off actually, you know. Um, so we'll take that as a positive. Ben, a couple of people there, you know, speaking about Piercy, your views on that. I mean, a couple are saying he may even have gone a little bit too far now. I mean, he certainly needs to get back to the form we've seen him put in a Charlton shirt a few years ago. Yeah, I have to say, I agree with some of the tweets. It's just the last three games he's played in, he's made mistakes. And whereas Deji's come in and Deji's done really well. So, well, obviously they both kind of messed up for that goal. But Deji, I've been really impressed with him since he's come in. And you just think if, if those mistakes... I, I, look, we're, our hands are tied at the moment with the injuries to Famua and Innes. But our last two clean sheets came from Gunter at centre-back and Matthews at right-back and another centre-back. So if it, if it comes down to resorting back to that, then I think we should go for it. Because it just seems like he's a bit out of sorts and these mistakes keep happening with him in the team. Yeah, excellent stuff. Right, uh, on Tuesday now, anyone who listened to the post-match, uh, the, the full post-match press conference 
uh, would have heard Boya talking about his frustration that the Addicts were unable to get a signing over the line before the game against the Posh. He wanted to bring a player in that would have started uh, against uh, Peterborough United. And he said we, he was frustrated and that Charlton moved too slowly uh, as a club. I tried to push him on the reasoning. And again, if you want to hear the full interview, it's on Valley Pass. Um, I won't use that today because we've got loads of stuff to squeeze in. But um, he said he didn't want to go into it. But again, he just sort of reiterated that he as a club, uh, like we as a club, he felt didn't act quickly enough. So some frustration there uh, from Bo. Yeah, but he was asked uh, today in press day if he was still hopeful of getting one over the line shortly. Yeah, we're, we're oh, I believe that we'll bring someone in before Saturday. Um, I believe that's going to happen. So that's that's going to make us stronger. It, it, the player that we're looking to bring in is it's going to make us stronger. And, and before the end of the window, we all recognise, like we're having Zoom, Zoom calls all the time with, with the owner, myself, Steve and, and Jed. And um, we, we all recognise that we need to strengthen in, in all areas. Um, so, yeah, we're working hard, Terry, but it's, it's difficult. I don't want to keep rambling on but about his bloody cap, but it's, it's difficult. Um what amazes me is that other clubs that voted for this cat seem to have more money to spend than what we do. Makes absolutely no sense to me. Um, how teams can vote for a cat and then being able to offer stupid money for players that we have nowhere near. It, it makes it, it, it just this cat was just a waste of time. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's frustrating, but all we can do is concentrate on, on what we're doing and, and that's what we're doing. We're working our behind the scenes every day to, to try and improve our squad because we have to try and close the gap. We have to. Um, we want to be successful and we want to get out of this division. We, we have to try and close the gap the best we can and then and then, then work with, with the hand we've dealt with and that's what we're doing. There we go. So Lee Bayer says he, he, he is hoping now that we're going to Get something done before the game against Swindon uh, on um, on Saturday. It's, it's a bit of a mystery as to who it is at the moment. I think uh, you know. Hopefully, by the time this goes out, people will start to find out. Or you know, on Friday, if if Boya gets his wish and, and this signing is over the line. Um, did you find the comment? I don't know if you found the comments on Thursday interesting, Lewis. The fact he, he was showing frustration. Do you think it just didn't help that there was a a bad result that it was coming off the back of the question? I guess, but you know. He, he felt a little hard done by, didn't he, Bo? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's hard to read into it, isn't it? Because you don't know... Well, we don't know the identity of this player. So you don't know where he would have... If he'd have started, where he would have started. You know, do you assume that it's a defender and he might have come into that back line? And is he then thinking the mistakes may not have happened? Or would they come into the midfield? Like, there's so many possibilities. You don't really know. But I did find it a bit of a strange comment, you know, about the club not moving quick enough. Um, but... I think, like you say, it's a bit of frustration maybe that he thought that player would have come in and made a bit of a difference. And and as you've said there, coming off the back of a defeat, naturally, you're going to be frustrated. So hopefully we get some bodies in before Swindon or this this player in before Swindon. I'm, I'm interested to see who it is, um, especially if they would have come in and started straight away on, on Tuesday. It assumes they're a player of quite high quality. I know he's distanced the rumours today about um, about uh, Offerbor at, at Bournemouth. That's sort of been, uh, you know, put to bed a little bit. So that was the person I had in my head. So it'll be interesting to see um, to see who it is, and if and if we can get him in before Saturday, then then great. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, like I say, hopefully we'll find out before Saturday. I mean, Bo Bo talked about on uh, during the week, Ben, about you know realistically we need improvements in all areas, and I don't think many people would would disagree with that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll hear the fitness news uh, for for like Akin Fainwell, You know, hopefully not too far away, and and Ryan Innes a bit further. But you know, centre halves is still one that, that a lot of people have highlighted. Um, I mean, is what what would you say is your absolute most important position to uh to, to fill Ben between now and Saturday if you could pick if you could pick one area to strengthen between now and the weekend which one would you go for definitely center half for me as you just said I think that's the uh, we look good when we're attacking and there's there's chance look the last few games we have scored quite a few goals and we're making chances happen okay Peterborough was a penalty but and the rough pitch but Definitely a centre-half, um, an experienced one, I think, um, just to come in and shore us up. I heard that uh, before we were interested in a Stoke centre-half. Uh, was it Lindsay? Uh, used to play for Barnsley, so I wonder if it was someone like him now. Lapsley's uh, gone and seems like Rich uh, said that Doughty's just about to leave as well. This might free up some wages for him, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so I, I did see that rumor about Lindsay on uh, on uh, Twitter. I don't know if that ever actually got um, uh, sort of clarified by anyone who would know better than than Twitter as to whether we'd actually be in in for him. Especially how would that work un- under the cap? Of course, I don't know how old he is, but um, yeah, not uh, not not certain if that's one that we're looking for or not. Now, uh, a player who has uh, had a transfer gone through uh, this week, sadly, George Lapsley has left the club. Um, gone to Mansfield now permanently. Been with the club for what eleven years, I think. You know, an absolute, uh, brilliant character and a player who abs- gave his absolute all uh, on the pitch as well. I'm sad to see him go. Lee Bayer was asked uh, why the midfielder uh, was allowed to move on at this time. It's his time, Terry, to to move on. You know, and um, 23 years old, he has to be going to play regular football. He has to. Um, he's a great lad. Uh. No one wanted to see him go, but then even George said himself, it's time for me to nag him and spread my wings. Like that. Those were his words. And, and and we all agreed. Like, go on, go and, go and play regular. Go and play regular first-team football. And that's what he's done at Mansfield. He's kick-started his career, if you like. And sometimes you have to take a step back to go forward. And, and George has done that. So, he's been great. Like, every time he trained and, and played for me, he's... Gives you 100%. He crawled off the pitch. So um, it's been a credit to himself and to the football club. So um, obviously, I wish George all the best. He's, he's a great lad. And, and he will go on. He'll go on and, and, and do well. Oh, such a shame, isn't it, to see uh, to, to see Lapo go now, Lewis. Um, but I guess, you know, as Bo said, he needs to be out there playing consistently. And obviously, he wasn't doing that here. Um, and he's, he's making a name for himself at... At Mansfield Town, sometimes you need to drop a division or two to go and you know kickstart your career, and that's looks like that's what he's already done, you know, in, in so far and in, in his low move there. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, I'm I'm the same as you. I'm I'm really gutted to see him go. I think that you know at the start of the season when all these midfield options started appearing, I did think that maybe a loan was the right thing for him, and that it's proved to be correct because he's gone to Mansfield and he's performed incredibly well. They've had a real turnaround in form um, with Nigel Clough as well. So it's it's good experience for him. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that we've let him go. I think a season loan I'd have been happy with. But 
I thought he still had some, you know, some unfinished business here. And I think he, especially at the moment when we had all those, you know, injuries in the midfield and and everything, and the frustrating maybe the performances of of Alex Gilby that we that have been criticised recently and stuff like that. I do think that he could have come in and and done a job, but ultimately he needs you know long term uh, and and consistent game time, which here he he wasn't going to get with all of these options. So you know we're, I'll miss him because I think he's a he was a you know great a, a great player for us. You know he gave everything in every game. He's a Charlton fan at heart. His breakthrough season in in League One, I thought he he performed really well, and and there were performances in the Championship last year where I thought he he looked more than comfortable at that level. So, you know, I wish him all the best uh, going to Mansfield, and hopefully it it proves to be a good move for him, and he gets the football he needs. And as you said, there sometimes you do have to take the drop down a division. And I look at Carlin Grant as an example of that when he was with us, and we loaned him out to to Crawley, you know, two divisions down from where we were at the time, I think. Um, and he had a, he had a Great. Oh no, sorry. One season we were in League One, one one uh, division below. But he performed well, and then when he came back, he had the you know the a standout season with us, and and got his move in in January to the Prem. So it's ultimately you know it is our loss because I I think that uh, having a player that sort of you know wears wears his heart on his sleeve and is a Charlton fan, it's that that sort of passion you get. But you know ultimately his development as a footballer is more important, and and his career and going somewhere where he's going to start consistently and, and build, you know, there's no guarantees to be at that level forever. It might, like you say, it could be, just be a season down there and he could be getting a move to someone in league one or in the championship even. So yeah, I wish him all the best. And um, I think he'll be, he'll, he'd be a real player for Mansfield and they're very lucky to have him. Mm. Would you have kept him on Ben? I actually, agree, well, not that it's a surprise, but I agree with Lewis. I think when we got promoted to the championship, I think it it just came too soon for players like him and Albie Morgan. Not saying I don't want to get uh, promoted to the championship, but at that time, I think if we were still in League One, you would have seen them get more game time. That leap was just too soon for them. And I think, as Lewis said, I, I think we might regret it. I think it's refreshing to see a player like him that's saying, I want to play football. Am I going to play football here at Charlton? Uh, no, you'll probably be on the bench now and then and you'll start when Prattley or Watson or someone's injured. Well, I'm 23 now. I want to play some games. Mansfield are offering me that. I'm going to go there and express express myself and, and play some games. It's, it's refreshing to see that in the game. You see a lot of players just happy to sit on the bench and play now and then. So, as Lewis said, I wish him all the best. I hope that we don't come to regret that so much. Um, but I do hope that he goes on to have a good career. Because he's a, he's given it all playing for us, and my favourite memories, uh, looting away. Do you remember when Solly scored that uh, volley in the last minute? I remember just before that we got a corner. He jumped into the Luton fans, got the ball because they were holding it back, trying to time waste. We got the corner, scored, and he just ran over there, cupping his ears, giving it to him. That was brilliant seeing photos of that. Yeah, that was uh, that was absolute classic. Uh, right, uh, finally, I think uh, Alfie Doughty's moved to. Stoke. It still hasn't been confirmed at the time of recording, but I think that's expected to go through very soon uh, as well. So it's, uh, yeah, good luck to, to Alfie. It's a shame now he's not going to be loaned back. Uh, it did seem like a, a, an interesting one because we don't know how long his injury was going to 
take to clear up. But now it sounds like his injury isn't going to clear up in time. So he is uh, not going to be loaned back. So uh, best of luck to Alfie as well. Again, it's another one we spoke about it on, on the pod, I think, last week or a couple of weeks ago. It's just the way it goes, unfortunately, with young players at the moment. You can get more money elsewhere. That's the way it is, unfortunately. Right, let's have a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll start to look ahead properly to the home game uh, with Swindon Town. <laughs> Right, welcome back to the last part of this week's Charlton Live, the big match preview. Swindon Town coming to the Valley on Saturday. Uh, not that long since we played them, really. With, uh, just before Christmas, wasn't it? The 2-2 draw uh, where we uh, came from behind. We're leading 2-1 going into uh, the, the last few minutes. And then uh, Brett Pittman header uh, from a corner denied us all three points. A very frustrating game. Uh, that was over at Swindon. Uh, a few weeks ago and uh, Lee Bailey was asked to look ahead to that one today first of all though he was asked uh, as always in terms of fitness uh, after that game on the potato patch at London Road on Tuesday did uh, anyone pick up a knock during that one against Posh? No no all good Um, everyone's come through okay Uh, so injuries we've got Ben Watson he's back training today um, with the group Uh, obviously I'll be back from suspension so, uh, Atkins outside uh, again today, running and twisting and turning. So, um, so yeah, but Ben Watson's back in. So, that's another body to the to the group. Yes, and adding, um, Andrew Shinney was back Tuesday night as well. That just leaves Marcus Akin and Ryan, I think, isn't it? From the, for the long term, or medium to long. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Slowly, the jigsaw pieces are coming back. Um, with with Akin especially, not necessarily Ryan, but Akin especially. Did you have did you have to think hard about that? Bearing bear in mind, you know, length of time he was out, and Ryan and uh, you know centre backs positions thin on the ground. Did you have to think hard about whether to um, be a bit ruthless in that respect? Yeah, obviously that's something that, that I've been thinking about, and I, and I still am. Um, so that's that's something we have to address, I think. But obviously, Atkins coming back now. Um, he's, he's not going to be far away. We're hoping he's going to be back training with us this time next week. So, um, Portsmouth probably be too soon to just chuck him in, but he'd be in and around it, which is which is the most important thing. Still got a lot, a lot of games to go, Terry. So hopefully, he comes through these next few days before he comes back to us next week and and then that will uh, strengthen strengthen uh, the squad. Uh, <clears throat> Saturday, Swindon at the Valley. Um, there's a manner of the last-minute equaliser there down at there just for Christmas to wrangle a bit, and, uh, and you want to you put that right this time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we Obviously, that was disappointing. Um, 
again another game that we was in control. Uh, set piece at the end, and then they nick a little. That Pittman does what he does. You, you always have to watch him because that's what he does. He scores goals from from nothing. So um, again, if we do things right and we and we play the way we have done and compete the way we have done in the last two and a half games, then um, I expect us to win. But it's not easy. They've had some good results of late as well. So um, since the new manager went in there, he's, he's turned the corner for them because they were struggling before that. But um, most important thing, I think, if, if we do the right things, we just have to concentrate on what we do. There we go. Good to hear that everyone came through the game against Peterborough well. And, and obviously, Bo are out for a bit of revenge after that that late goal from, from Brett Pittman at the county ground. Um, interesting one, Lewis. Um, and, you know, I mean, looking at our team news first, you know, I mean, I, I think I think it was Ben who mentioned it earlier that the likes of Ronnie and, and uh, Chucks and EK, will, will they be, they'll be up for starts now, I'm guessing, because they, you know, came off the bench, hopefully a better pitch. Swartz's fitness will be picking up again. You know, there's certainly, I, I think we must be getting a little bit closer to seeing Ronnie start. And obviously we've seen Chucks do it a few times now. So, we could be leading the line with quite a quite a strong couple of strikers from the start of, if if Bayard decides to go that way. Yeah, I I think it's something I'd like to see. Um, I do think Washington had a good game on Tuesday, I, and to be honest, I think in every game that that Connor's played, I've been impressed with him. So, if if maybe Ronnie isn't ready to start yet, then then Chucks, I I definitely imagine coming back in. Um, you know, not to say Omar had a bad game Tuesday because I actually thought that it was one of his better performances. I thought he looked lively and stuff. But Chucks is our, you know, he's our main man, isn't he, at the moment? And his his goal conversion rate is is the best in the division. He looks much sharper. We've we've seen him come through, um, you know, ninety minutes and stuff, which is something we haven't seen him do yet. So it feels like his fitness is building. And whilst we still have to be careful with him. I'd like to see him come in from the start because it's pretty obvious what he brings to our team. Um, and with Ronnie as well, it was a, a, the partnership looks great when they're together. I mean, I don't count Tuesday because I think Posh were in the, in the ascendancy when they came on, but in the other games, they've, they've looked really sharp when they've been together. Um, but one interesting thing for me, I think will be what happens in midfield because of, I think it's you know mentioned today. Bo mentioned about you know Ben Watson is back training. Shinny's obviously come back in as well. Um, Albie's suspensions up, and what that might mean for you know maybe resting the likes of Jake Forstakowski, who's had injury problems himself and, and fitness issues over the years. Whether I thought maybe after playing on that pitch Tuesday, maybe Jake might come out and and have a rest, and maybe Albie will go in with with either, you know, Shinny or, or Prattley or, or Watson. You know, there's more options in that midfield now as well. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Jake did get rested, actually, because I think, you know, he's looked so good um, and really back to his former self, you know, the Jake that we saw before his before his injury, um, which is great to see because it's come to the end of a couple of seasons and I've been worried that we may let him go. So the fact that he's... You know, he's extended when we needed him to in the summer this time around and, and we've given him a deal when maybe he's needed us. I'm, I'm glad because I think it's paying off for both parties and I'm, it's great to see Jake back to his uh, to his best. But um, yeah, I, I want to be careful with him. I think I think maybe he could come out on Saturday and the, with the likes of Shinny and that bat, now you can probably afford to take Jake out and just ensure that he doesn't you know pick up any niggles as he goes and set himself back. Mm. Now, I mean, obviously, we've seen the issues we've had at centre half, uh, Ben. 
do you make changes? Do you, do you bring Gunter back into that centre half role? Do you drop one of Pierce or Osha larger? Do you, I mean, it would be quite the statement if if you drop a an actual centre half for someone who is not really a natural in that position. I, I think some of the fans certainly we had in the tweets earlier were calling for that. Do you think that's a decision Lee Bowyer might be tempted into? As I say, said earlier, I'd, I'd be tempted to because I was quite surprised looking back to see our last two clean sheets was Gunter at centre-back with either Famwo or Innes or, or Prattley. I think it, it was one game. Um, so I would be tempted. Look, it can be done. You can get a clean sheet with Gunter at centre-back and Matthews at right-back. And, and Deji, as I said, has been playing well of late. But, of course, then you look at... Pierce is your captain as well, isn't he? So it's a hard decision to make, or maybe he might put Darren Prattley at centre back and push Albion back in the middle with Jake. I'm not sure, but it, there needs to be a reaction. There needs to be a clean sheet, in my opinion, uh, to kind of let's go on a run now and and get some wins going because we can't keep coming onto this show on the weekends and saying, "Oh, yeah." That was a frustrating game. Three points we should have got. It's it's becoming uh, the usual thing we keep saying now. So we need to, I, again, I, I think we need to attack from the off, go with an attacking side, which, which look, Boya has done recently. He has put that out there and I'd go with Ronnie and Chucks up front and um, I'd, I'd hear what Lewis is saying about JFC, but I'd, I'd play him again. It's good for him to have that regular game time. He seems like he's uh, benefiting from that at the moment. And I'd like to see Albie come back in the middle. I think, obviously, it was a bit of an unfortunate red card he got and he's learned from that. And he had been playing well up to then. So, yeah, to attack from the off, go get three points, really, shouldn't we? Mm, yeah, hopefully. I mean, certainly against the Swindon side, who've uh, only picked up two results. So a draw against us and, and, and a win away at Ipswich, which is <laughs> quite worrying in the last six or seven games there. Um, yeah, you have to target a game against the likes of Swindon, uh, Lewis, as three points. You know, and, and that's not disrespecting Swindon. They gave us a very good game at, at the county ground beforehand. But you know, this, you know, if we're realistic about getting into this top six, this is what we... You know, we we have to be aiming for these home games and, and starting to, to put in performances and results. Yeah, we do, especially at home. You know, we've, we've got to make the Valley a bit of a fortress. We've had some disappointing results at home of late. So we'll want to turn that around. And as you say, no disrespect to Swindon, but, you know, they're down there and they gave us a great, you know, great game at the county ground uh, back in December. But, you know, Burton are down there as well. They gave us a great game. Um, so... I don't really read too much into the league positions because we seem to really, you know, struggle against the sides down the bottom. You know, I mean, Rochdale are down there and Bristol Rovers, we, we beat them, but it wasn't wasn't really a whitewash. You know, Swindon, Burton, as I've said, Shrewsbury, they're all, they're all in that bottom half and they've probably been our poorer performances. And strangely for us, our, some of our better performances this season have come against, you know, the likes of, of Portsmouth and Peterborough and sides that are up at the at the upper end of the table. So at home, I expect us to, you know, go out and, and win these sorts of games. And, you know, one win at the moment, it's so tight in that top six, you know, one win could take us up into fourth, you know, depending on goals, but we need to try and regain some ground on that, on the people above, because, you know, Doncaster have got three games in hand over us and uh, Peterborough, Portsmouth, Lincoln have all played 21, Hull have played 22, we played 23. You know, there's no guarantee that, 
they're going to win these games because we were in that position ourselves a couple of months ago and, and we didn't take advantage of it. So we we need to do what you know what we can control from our side, which is winning the games to to keep up. And we also need to maybe hope that some of the games that they've had postponed and stuff and the fixture cramming that they're going to have by catching up with these fixtures is is maybe going to play in our favour and, and their performances aren't going to be at the heights that they have been. You know, Hull and Lincoln especially have been really, really impressive this season. So you never know. If if they've got to play catch-up and they're, they're cramming these games in, hopefully a bit of fatigue for those sides will, will pay in our favour and, and we can catch up. Excellent stuff. Right, let's uh, have a look towards some predictions for the game then. Uh, the Alex taken on Swindon Town. Benji, how do you see this one going? Uh, hopefully, if if Ronnie and Chuck start, Miller on one side, maybe Washington or Williams on the other, I'm going to go 3-1 Charlton. Lovely. Yeah, we haven't spoken too much about Miller, really, but he has, uh, he has certainly bring and, uh, brought something extra to us. And Lewis... Which way do you see this one going? Joe, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna better Benji's ever so slightly. I'm gonna go three nil and say that we react with a clean sheet. Oh, that'd be nice, yeah, because that's certainly something we need. Right, we've come to the end of this week's Charlton Live Big Match Preview. Thanks to all of you who've listened. Don't forget, we'll be back on Sunday to look back at the game against Swindon. Uh, and ahead, I think we've got another game next midweek, I think, at Milton Keynes. Another one I'll have to be watching from home. I had to watch the, the game from home on uh, Tuesday and, and did my Radio London <laughs> updates, uh, basically, in, in through the same microphone I'm speaking through now. It's very strange, uh, off the stream. Uh, but yeah, I'll be doing that again next week. So uh, thank, yeah, thanks to all of you who've listened thanks to Benji and to Lewis for joining me on this week's big match preview cheers mate cheers mate cheers guys I've been Louis Mendes hopefully by the time you hear this uh, we might have signed someone but we'll see but uh, yeah hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you again on Sunday Charles Charles